Welcome to the Growing with Nature podcast. I'm your host, Darren Williams, permaculture enthusiast, restoration ecologist, and founder of Growing with Nature. Too often, we hear that the best thing we can do for nature is to leave it alone. But people are a part of nature, and you can make the living world around you come alive with abundance for people, plants, and wildlife, even in your own backyard. Join me on a journey through regenerative soil building, permaculture, restoration ecology, and more. To learn concrete steps you can take at home to support wildlife, grow incredible, delicious food, and help heal our living world right in your own backyard. Ready to get started? Grab a shovel, roll up your sleeves, and let's make the living world around you come alive. In this episode, we're going to chat about why you should plant a hedgerow. You know, planting a hedgerow is really a great way to cultivate abundance for people, plants, and wildlife. Hedgerows are something called living fences, and they really support wildlife, but they can also provide food for you and your family and your community. And plus, they're just beautiful. They're so nice to look at, much nicer than a fence. So let's dive into hedgerows. You know, a good place to start is I want you to picture an old English or French countryside. You know, think about that from the movies or pictures you might have seen. You know, you might start seeing like some relatively small farm fields surrounded by hedgerows. You know, historically, hedgerows were often planted to mark the boundaries of fields and to keep animals in or out. But once barbed wire was invented, hedgerows kind of just went away. Plus, the fields got bigger and, you know, more mechanized, tra- you know, equipment, tractors, all that. You know, hedgerows just kind of got in the way. But that doesn't mean that you can't help bring hedgerows back by planting them on your property. And hopefully one day the farms will bring hedgerows back. And there are a lot of farms out there that actually are doing this because of the benefits they provide. But, you know, even if you just got a small yard, you can still plant hedgerows. We've got just under 120 feet of hedgerows planted around our front yard. And our front yard is only about 2,700 square feet or just under six hundredths of an acre or about six hundredths of an acre. You know, that's not that big of a front yard, but even in that small front yard, we have well over 100 feet of hedgerows. And the birds just love our hedgerows, and so do we. You know, our front hedgerow blocks the view of a busy road, while also providing us some late afternoon shade. And in the spring, it's often covered with flowers from our native red flowering currants, osoberries, checkermallows, lupins, and, and other plants. It really, it's just, there's flowers blooming in there for basically from like late February all the way into the summer. It really is beautiful to look out our front window and see that hedgerow and see the birds and see the flowers. It's just, we love that view so much better than the busy road. And if you want to see some pictures, you know, make sure you check out the show notes. There's a link in the description and there's also going to be some additional resources in the show notes to help you get started. So why should you plant a hedgerow? Well, there's seven core reasons. And the first I've already mentioned some of these, and the first I've been talking about a bit, which is they're just beautiful, and that matters. But they're also they're lower maintenance than a fence. You know, they don't rot. The other the other thing is they support wildlife. You know, and a hedgerow can work as a windbreak, as a privacy screen. You know, they can also keep animals and people in or out, and you know they can provide food and other harvests depending on how you plant them. You know, really, a hedgerow provides so many more benefits than a traditional fence. So let's look at that. But I want to make something clear. A hedgerow isn't just a single row of arborvitaes or shrubs pruned to a box or circle shape. You know, that isn't a hedgerow. 
A hedgerow is a mix of many different types of plants, native and non-native, that together create a diversity of habitat that truly creates abundance for people, plants, and wildlife. Most hedgerows are at least six feet wide, but they can be, you know, 10 feet wide or even wider. The wider you make your hedgerow, the better they are for wildlife. But you do start to lose some of the, you know, functions of a fence, um, and they become more like a forest edge when they get wider. And that's, that's great. You know, it's, it really depends on what you're aiming for. You know, a forest edge supports a ton of wildlife. But if you want it to be more like a foot, or more like a fence, you know, then even a six-foot-wide hedgerow can provide a lot of great benefits for you and your local wildlife. You know, our front hedgerow, that one that's around our front yard, is about seven or eight feet um, wide. So, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be super wide to provide a ton of benefits. So, you know, let's dive into these reasons why you should plant a hedgerow. And I also want to give you some tips to help you get started. But before we do, you know, if you like what you hear today, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Your review will help more people find us, people like you, who want to bring these skills home to enjoy wildlife, grow more food, and help heal our living world. Okay, let's get started. So I mentioned our front hedgerow, you know, about 120 feet. But we've actually planted over 300 feet of hedgerows along the edge of our property, mostly on the south side of our property. And we're planning on to continue planting them until hedgerows, until the hedgerows are growing around our entire uh, property. We want basically our whole property to be outlined by hedgerows. You know, we're also planning to plant hedgerows around different growing zones within the interior of our property. And this is going to take years to accomplish. But once we're done with this, you know, we're going to have literally thousands of feet of hedgerows, perhaps even hitting a mile of hedgerows within an area a bit smaller than three acres. And when we moved here, there were no hedgerows, you know, unless you count some of the invasive blackberries that were growing along the fence. But since we started to plant our hedgerows, you know, we've seen so many benefits. You know, birds are far more common. You know, our, our neighbors often tell us that they see so many more birds here now that we've been transforming our property. And, you know, these birds, you know, they nest in our hedgerows, but they also find food in them. You know, even some forest birds like towhees and others have started to hang out on our property despite the lack of any real forest. And other wildlife often use our hedgerows as safe corridors to move through. You know, and this is a big way that hedgerows can help support wildlife. You know, they can provide them safe passage through otherwise open areas. And supporting wildlife by planting a hedgerow doesn't just benefit wildlife. When you support a diversity of wildlife, you also help keep pests in balance by supporting their predators. You know, this is why I always plant for wildlife first and then plant our core food producing plants. I want a diversity of wildlife first, so any pests, like aphids and slugs, will be kept in balance by the predators that eat them. You know, our hedgerows, along with our log and rock piles, many of which I've placed in the hedgerows, you know, all these help support the predators, which help achieve this balance. And our hedgerows also provide us privacy from our neighbors, and they're thick enough to keep dogs out and our kids in. You know, and as the hedgerows grow and become more established, they provide not just privacy, but also late afternoon shade. And they also serve as wind blocks. You know, our property when we moved here was pretty much entirely open. You know, we would get sun from early morning until late afternoon. And while that sounds great, that's more sun than we need to grow a, an abundant garden. And the result is, 
you know, our soils dry out faster. So I want that late afternoon shade to help deal with droughts. And I want to block the southern winds so that the property doesn't dry out. And I want to block the northern winds in the winter so that we stay warmer. So, you know, sometimes having a wide open property, there are downsides to that too, which is why we want hedgerows throughout our entire property. And, you know, because of this, we really get these little beneficial microclimates. You know, when we plant a hedgerow in the right spot, these, you know, when they block the wind, give you some shade, do things like that, you know, they really do make your property more resilient to droughts. You can also get harvests from your hedgerows. Most of our hedgerows are planted, you know, with native plants, and a lot of those native plants are edible. You know, we've made sure to plant ones that are. And we've also, but we also mix in, you know, more traditional crops. You know, we've planted raspberries along our hedgerows, and, you know, you can plant. We've even mixed in, you know, our traditional veggies when the hedgerows were young. And, you know, our future interior hedgerows, you know, these these don't need to be as dense as our outside ones. We're probably going to put fruit trees in them, and we'll probably put more berries, you know, and we'll still have native plants mixed in, too. And, you know, this will give us a nice mix of harvests while also supporting wildlife. You know, we really just love our hedgerows and the benefits they bring. And, you know, I really hope you're feeling inspired to plant your own hedgerow on your own property. So, you know, let's look at how you can do this. And I want to give you guys a few tips to help you get started. So the first tip is to make sure you prepare the area for planting before you plant. You know, I have a confession to make. Around 145 feet of my hedgerows haven't worked out very well. And while over 300 feet of our hedgerows are doing great, you know, I didn't count that 145 in that number, I'm still pretty disappointed at that 145 feet that just hasn't worked out very well. And the reason that section isn't doing as good as the rest is that I ran out of time. I didn't have time to finish preparing the area for planting, and I had to just plant my shrubs and trees right into a grass field. And while we did clear out, you know, small circles of grass around each of the of the plants before planting them, you know, where we wanted to clear a little circle, plant the plant in the middle, even doing that, you know, trying to help the plants out a little bit, you know, at least half the plants that we planted didn't survive. So, and the ones that did are, you know, they're still growing. They're actually looking decent today, but they're still far smaller than the same species of plants planted in the areas I had time to prepare. And, you know, none of these plants have been watered or fertilized. You know, these are native plants and, Generally, the only maintenance I do is just some basic pruning to promote thicker growth. But the, you know, really what come, what the core difference was is that on those other 300 feet, I had time to prepare that area so there was no grass and, this, and to make sure the soil was, was covered with mulch and, you know, also perennial ground covers like strawberries, ferns, lupins, miner's lettuce, and other similar plants. But on that 145 feet, I just ran out of time. And, you know, because of this hard lesson, you know, where basically I had had half the plants I planted, they didn't survive. And instead of a nice thick hedgerow, I have scattered shrubs and trees, which is, you know, I'm glad those are there. Those will be the foundation of the future hedgerow when I go in and replant. But I wish it looked like the other 300 feet. And, you know, because of this lesson, I today I always make sure to take the time to prepare areas for planting before I plant. And, you know, this often involves sheet mulching over the grass a good six to nine months before it's time to plant. And the result is far better survival and much faster plant growth. So if you're going to plant a hedgerow, 
you know, make sure you take the time to prepare the area for planting first by removing any existing grass. You know, I like to use sheet mulching. There are some other methods. Um, we're actually testing out using chickens to clear an area. That You could look into things like that, too. But if you're using the sheet mulching, you know, make sure you do that, you know, a good six to nine months before. And then make sure when your plants are planted that you make sure they stay mulched, you know, with fall leaves and eventually or wood chips and eventually, you know, use uh, living mulches, you know, plant, you know, fast growing non-woody plants like strawberries, miner's lettuce, lupins, all those are really great to kind of work as living mulches. And, you know, I've really had a lot of luck using our native lupins and our native strawberries and miner's lettuce. You know, they grow fast, they spread, and they just really work well. But there really are many other options you can use. But the the key is to prepare the area first. It's going to save you a lot of time, energy, and money. And, you know, that goes into the second tip, which is don't start too big. You know, I ran out of room because, or time in the last one, because I just I started out too big. You know, I made the mistake of thinking I could do this whole area. I ordered all the plants, so I had to get them planted. But I just ran out of time to get it all prepared and ready to go. So, you know, start out small, especially the first time you've ever planted a hedgerow. You know, definitely start small. You know, pick a 10 to 20 foot section and prepare that area for planting. You know, don't try to go for 50, 100 or more feet at the start. You know, just start small. Even a a six foot wide hedgerow over 10 feet is is fantastic it's going to provide you a ton of benefits so you know really start small but yeah and make sure you don't go too wide either you know you don't want to you just want to start small and simple when you start out even a six foot hedgerow you know six foot wide 10 feet long or 20 feet long something like that is is still really going to provide a lot of benefits and you you can always expand it later you know that's the thing you can Make your do a first 10 feet and then add 10 feet more the next, you know, the next year and just keep expanding it. And as you, you'll get faster at it, you'll learn how it works. And, you know, this really will also give you time to learn which plants do well in your hedgerows and which don't. You know, another lesson I learned early on was that some of the plants I planted grew far faster than others, despite both having similar growth habits and reaching a similar maximum size. You know, some of them just get established faster. And, you know, this resulted in a lot more work for me because I had to keep pruning the faster growing plants so they wouldn't overwhelm their neighbors. But now, you know, I've really learned which plants grow well together. So when I'm planting new hedgerows, I can pick those plants and I know that when I plant them, they're all going to work well together. And, you know, so that's another reason to start small is to learn some of these lessons over a small amount of work and then take what works and apply that to larger areas over time. My third tip when planting a hedgerow is it's okay to plant densely. You know, when you plant a hedgerow, you really can plant densely. In my hedgerows, the plants are were often planted with only two to four feet between them. You know, trees were spaced out a bit more from the next tree, but the shrubs were planted that were planted between the trees, they were all planted really densely. And you know, the outside rows of my hedgerows, you know, those one there I planted nooka rows. And I planted those with only about two feet of space between each nook of rows. And all this has resulted in a very dense hedgerow, you know, that really works great as a living fence that can both keep my kids from getting outside of our property uh, to keep them safe. And it can keep animals like deer and dogs from coming in. 
you know, but it has taken a couple years for the hedgerows to get thick enough to deter deer on their own. So, you know, I did put up some temporary fences to keep the deer out and to make sure that the hedgerow had time to grow and to get established. And, you know, that also leads to the next step. So tip number four is hedgerows take time to get established. You know, unlike a regular fence, your hedgerow won't provide privacy or keep animals or people in or out right away. The plants have to grow and fill in, and this often takes a few years. You know, I've set up temporary fences to give time for the hedgerows to get established. At first, I didn't want to do this, but I quickly learned that without some fences to keep deer from eating the new trees and shrubs, the hedgerow would, hedgerows would never get thick enough to do the job I wanted them to do. But if you're not dealing with deer or needing to keep animals or people in or out, then a temporary fence isn't needed. You know, we won't be doing temporary fences around our interior hedgerows, and we already have a deer fence around the boundary of our property that the hedgerows are meant to replace over time. So we don't have to do, you know, new fences when we start planting our other hedgerows. But at the start, we did. And, you know, I'm just getting ready to take down some of those hedge- um, some of those temporary fences because the hedgerows are big enough now. You know, so regardless, just keep in mind that it will take time for your new hedgerows to get established. But also keep in mind that once the hedgerow is established, one of the big advantages of them is they take far less maintenance than a regular fence and will last far longer. You know, you might have some plants die occasionally, but you can just replant. You know, you'll get volunteer plants popping up. So they really become these self-sustaining, you know, living systems that just kind of keep going. And they don't need, you know, to be, you don't need to go through and replace all the boards like you would on a wood fence. You know, the living hedgerow is just a really fantastic low maintenance option for fencing. And, you know, tip number five is to use native plants. You know, this is the final tip I really want to leave for you with, and that is to plant native plants in your hedgerow. You know, planting native plants will greatly boost the amount of wildlife your new hedgerow will support. You know, when you plant native plants, you're going to support picky insects, you know, that can only eat the native plants that they've co-evolved with. And then you're also going to support the birds and other wildlife that eat those insects. You know, a hedgerow filled with native plants will support a wide diversity of wildlife. You know, non-native plants provide some benefits, but they don't support those picky insects, and the result is far less diversity than you can get with native plants. So, you know, here in western Washington, you know, I can only really tell you about the native plants that we're growing here. Um, You know, these aren't the same plants that are going to thrive on the East Coast or other areas, but just kind of get you a sense of what's possible. And if you live in on the West Coast, a lot of these plants are native from British Columbia, you know, down through Western Washington and Oregon. So, you know, some of my favorites are red flowering currants, oso berries, black twin berries, cascara, Douglas maple, nooka rose, snowberries, riverbank and big leaf lupins, and red and blue elderberries. And these are the native elderberries. You know, there's other great options too. And, you know, you're going to have to kind of see what's going to work great in your area, but Guarantee you, wherever you live, there's going to be some really great options, uh, really great native plants for your hedgerow. And, you know, make sure you check out the link in the description for the show notes, because I'll have links with more information about a lot of these plants. So, you know, I really hope this episode has have left you inspired to plant a hedgerow on your own property. You know, we really love ours, and they really provide a ton of great benefits, and we're just going to keep planting them. You know, there are lots of ways to plant a hedgerow. 
But make sure to keep in mind the tips I shared with you in this episode and check out the show notes, you know, which have more information. You know, there's a link in the description. You know, these tips that I shared with you, you know, they come from lessons I learned while planting my first hedgerows. And, you know, if you, just to help you get started, I want to kind of walk you through a basic planting that plan that kind of works for for me. This is really meant for a hedgerow that's along the outside of edge of your property that's like replacing a boundary fence. So, you know, if you want to get started planting a hedgerow, a great way to do that is to plant in three rows. You know, plant some small, fast-growing shrubs on the outside edge, you know, facing the outside edge of your property, you know, your neighbors or um, a road or whatever is on the edge of your property. You know, this outside edge, you know, plant things here in Western Washington, that's going to be like Nooka Rose and Snowberries. You know, those work great. You want you, you want the plants, though, that are going to they're going to spread, they're going to fill in, they're going to be fast, but they're not going to get too big because you want them to form the dense kind of thicket along the outside edge. You know, then in the middle row, you know, plant some taller shrubs. You know, this is where I planted red flowering currants and also berries. And, you know, these plants get up 10, 15 feet tall. They're, you know, much taller than the nooker rose and snowberries, which tend to cap out between six and nine feet. And that creates kind of a really nice effect where you have these fast growing plants down low on the outside edge, and then you have it kind of your hedgerow goes up to these bigger um, shrubs in the middle. And then on the third row, you know, which is going to be on the inside, uh, on the inside of on your property, you know, that's where you can plant your trees. You know, I've planted Douglas maple and cascara trees in this row, but you could also do elderberries or, you know, other things. And basically, I'm picking trees that cap out at around 20 to 30 feet, though, Future hedgerows, I'm going to be planting alders and other trees that will cap out around 100 feet. So, but whatever you plant, just plant all these trees, you know, give them some good spacing. But what's great about this is you, you know, you're really going to get a nice thick and tall hedgerow. You know, it will, it will work really great as along the boundary of the property and it will just be really beautiful and support a wide range of wildlife. You know, those fast growing plants on the outside, those small shrubs, you know, that spread, they'll fill in any gaps for you. They're going to keep animals from and people from coming down kind of in through through the low parts around it, you know, keeping like deer out and dogs out, things like that. You know, smaller animals like squirrels, rabbits, they're just going to go right through it, of course. And then those middle shrubs, you know, they add some extra height to it. And, you know, that keeps, you know, deer and other animals from jumping through it. And then the trees, you know, they on the backside, they really add that final height to it. And it really makes this just this you know, beautiful fence. And, you know, you wouldn't want a 20-foot tall fence, but a 20-foot tall hedgerow just looks beautiful and is really, you know, it's it adds so much to your property and the birds love it. And, you know, it can really, though, work as a fantastic windbreak and, you know, some shade on summer days. You know, they really are amazing. And, you know, what I like to do too with these three rows then is to also, in between the shrubs or in a fourth row, I like to add you know, some lupins and some other flowers and non-woody plants. And, you know, the result really is just, it's beautiful. And they, those will help fill in the gap, especially when the sh- shrubs and trees are still small. And, you know, you can even plant some vegetables between those trees and shrubs for the first year or two before they really get going. You know, we grew tomatoes right along our hedgerow when we started out. You know, I mentioned that I had to put up a temporary fence um, to keep the deer out until the hedgerows grew. And, you know, we trained tomatoes up the posts of that temporary fence. You know, we grew peas on some of it. We mixed in zucchini. 
we grew auric and lettuce and broccoli. You know, we were just mixing them in because the shrubs and trees were still small. So there was lots of space. You know, we had flowers mixed in and that really filled in our hedgerow during the first year or two. And then, you know, those annuals, they died with this winter frost. And then, you know, the shrubs came back again the next year, of course, and just filled in. And over time, you know, we stopped. They got too shady to be able to grow our veggies in there. But that let us kind of use that space to get a harvest while our perennial and bigger plants were getting established. And, you know, when you do this, when you do this type of thing, you know, planting, it really helps you to cultivate abundance for people, plants and wildlife. You know, hedgerows just are really great at doing that. They can support you. They support the native plants that you plant in them. And all that really supports the wildlife that share your property with you. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Make sure you stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to look at how you can control garden pests by supporting the predators that eat them. So thank you, and let's work together to heal our living world. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode, and thank you for listening to the Growing With Nature podcast. This podcast is made possible thanks to our patrons over on patreon.com. Thank you, patrons, for supporting our work. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Your review will help more people find us, people like you who want to bring these skills home to support wildlife, grow food, and help heal our living world. Well, that's all for now. See you next week, same time, same place. Have a great week, and keep on growing.